Yeah, my name is Kevin Skrepnik. I'm the Chief Fire Information Officer for the BC Wildfire Service. I'm speaking to you today from the Provincial Wildfire Coordination Center uh, in Kamloops, BC. Uh, I'm going to have a, a brief uh, kind of summary of the current situation uh, here in BC. I'm going to pass it over to Ian, and he's going to touch briefly on the uh, current status of evacuation alerts uh, in the Peace region, uh, and then we will open it up uh, for a question and answer uh, at the end. <clears throat> Uh, currently in BC, uh, we have 85 b fires burning across the province. 57 of those are in the Prince George Fire Center, uh, and which is essentially the northeastern part of the province. And the vast majority of those fires in Prince George are isolated to the uh, to the Peace region. We had nine. Pardon me. We had eight new fires yesterday across BC. <clears throat> Some statistics to date: We've had 203 fires since April 1st that have burnt uh, over 23,000 hectares. Um, those numbers are unusually high for this time of year. Uh, at this time in 2015, we had had 93 fires as of this date, burning only 746 hectares. Looking at a 10-year average from 2015 to 2014, um, the, the average for this date would be approximately 120 fires responded to burning uh, 1,168 hectares. So to put that in perspective, we're, we're nearly twice the number of fires uh, that we've responded to for this time of year, and in terms of, of hectares, uh, we're almost 20 times above average for where we uh, would normally be for this time of year. <clears throat> in terms of open fire prohibitions right now, uh, we do have uh, open fire prohibitions in place in the Caribou and Prince George fire centers. Uh, campfires are still permitted throughout our jurisdiction, but we do just always ask people to check with local authorities uh, before lighting any sort of fire, as they could have their own regulations in place. In terms of weather, um, you know, most of the province has been seeing some unusually hot and dry conditions uh, for the last few days. We do have a shift in the weather that has already arrived in southern BC. I know uh, uh, in Kamloops here today it is already uh, quite cloudy and rainy uh, as we speak. So we are going to see some, uh, the onset of some cooler, more seasonal temperatures and, and rain in some areas. Uh, unfortunately, while the temperature is going to take a bit of a dip in the Peace region, um, there is next to no rain, if any, in the forecast for that area, and that is where the lion's share of our fire activity is right now. Unfortunately, with this change in the weather, we've also seen a bit of a disturbance to some of the, uh, the patterns, and that's led to uh, continued uh, challenges from wind. Uh, particularly in the Peace region. Uh, sustained and gusty winds are expected today. And given the fact, albeit it will be a little bit cooler, given that, the, um, uh, given that we're not going to see a whole lot of rain, we anticipate today is going to be another challenging day on the fire line for those, uh, those incidents in the Peace region. Uh, there's currently seven fires of note throughout British Columbia. All of those are in the Prince George Fire Center. In fact, all of those incidents are in the Peace region. Uh, regarding uh, kind of the situation right now uh, in Alberta, in Fort McMurray, um, certainly our, our thoughts are with our colleagues right now, with the Alberta Wildfire Branch and, and with the people of Fort McMurray. Um, you know, in BC, we know we know all too well how devastating wildfires can be. So certainly, our our thoughts are with everyone affected right now. Uh, we're in close contact with our counterparts in Alberta. We've assured them uh, that we're going to assist them however we can. Uh, Requests between provinces um, in Canada are dealt with by the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre, or CIFSI, which is based out of Winnipeg. Uh, requests will come in from provinces uh, that are in need, and they'll go to jurisdictions that, that have available resources, um, such as some of our neighbours to the east, particularly Ontario. And I know Ontario is going to be furnishing Alberta with some, with some support staff and firefighters this week to assist them. Uh, 
given, obviously, just how uh, how quickly the situation has evolved, we're going to remain in close contact with Alberta and with CIFSI, the, the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Centre. We're going to continue to evaluate our resource and our personnel needs and, and see what we can make available. We have offered Alberta the use of air tankers and equipment. Uh, we have met a, a request from them that came in last night for uh, some specific equipment, including some uh, some Mark III pumps and 4,000 lengths of uh, fire hose, which uh, is going to be in route there today to assist them. Uh, in addition to uh, to uh, further assist uh, our, uh, our counterparts in Alberta, one of the major fires that's burning in the Peace region right now, the uh, the Siphon Creek fire, uh, currently estimated at 9,000 hectares in size. Um, as of as of this morning, it was within six kilometers of the BC Alberta border, and, and given the weather forecast today. Uh, there's, a, there's a high likelihood that fire is actually going to uh, reach the Alberta border. Um, we've discussed and, and agreed on both sides that, that if that fire does hit the border, BC is going to continue to action it uh, on both sides of the boundary, uh, which will hopefully take some pressure off of Alberta so they can reallocate some of their resources to deal with the situation elsewhere, particularly in Fort McMurray. Um, our personnel right now, given the situation we're having in BC, uh, again, unusually busy for this time of year, uh, we uh, are fully engaged across the province in terms of our personnel and resources right now, uh, especially uh, in support of, uh, of the Prince George Fire Center. Uh, there's currently five evacuation alerts in place right now uh, in British Columbia. All five of those are in the Peace region. Uh, I'll let Ian uh, speak in more detail about those uh, later on in the call. Um, as I mentioned before, we're, we're fully engaged right now across the province, um, given the situation we're in right now. Uh, we have many additional crews and resources that have redeployed to the Peace region. We are also engaging the contract firefighting community for additional support to, uh, to augment our crews on the ground. Um, in closing, I just also kind of want to bring a, a bit of a sobering statistic up. Of those fires we've responded to to date, over 200 since April 1st, nearly all of those fires have been human-caused. Uh, only four of those we've confirmed have actually been uh, the result of lightning. It's not unusual to see that kind of a ratio at this time of year. There's not a lot of lightning activity at uh, this time of year in BC this early in the season, but to see that number of fires and to know that all of those, almost all of those were human-caused, I think certainly should send a bit of a message. Um, given the situation we're seeing in BC right now and obviously the, the tragic events of yesterday in Fort McMurray, um, we need to do everything we can to avoid any further, uh, any further wildfires being ignited. That, um, that concludes my, uh, my comments. I will pass it over to Ian right now uh, to uh, cover off uh, the Emergency Management BC uh, angle. And then, as I mentioned before, we will be open for questions towards the end. Thank you. Sorry, Ian Lightbody here from Emergency Management BC. So as I said, we had uh, five uh, evacuation alerts uh, in place. Uh, Siphon, Siphon Creek, uh, Beaton Airport Road, and the new one that uh, just came up relatively recently was uh, Blueberry River First Nation, which is in the vicinity of uh, Beaton Airport Road, Clearview, and Doig River. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Um, we have two emergency operations centers uh, that are activated uh, in response to this. Um, one is the uh, Peace River Regional District's Emergency Operations Center, and the other one is the Provincial Regional Operations Center in support of uh, Peace River is also activated. Um, as stated uh, previously, we've, uh, I've also reached out to um, Alberta Emergency Management Agency and offered our support, as have uh, several other provinces uh, across the country, or pretty well all the provinces. Um, to date, we have not received any requests to Emergency Management BC, and, but we stand poised to uh, help them if, if and when requested. That's all I have. 
Okay, thank you, Ian. Much appreciated. Um, so, yeah, we will uh, we will open it up to questions at this point, uh, operator. The first question is from Montana Cumming from Moose FM. Please go ahead, Montana. Thank you. Uh, so, I was curious to know what the range covers when you say they're human caused fires, because obviously, I mean, it could possibly be that all these fires are caused by people, say, throwing out cigarette butts or lighting, like uh, open fires and whatnot. But does it cover other ranges of ways that humans or people are indirectly involved in it? Yeah, thanks for the question, Montana. So, yeah, that does cover a pretty wide gamut of activities. So that could be something um, ranging from, as you said, a discarded cigarette, uh, an abandoned campfire, um, uh, industrial activity that, that maybe led to sparks or led to fire, um, uh, an escaped open burn, um, or, you know, for that matter, arson would also be included in that. Uh, so it is a wide gamut. I, I don't have a breakdown beyond um, you know, the number I provided before in terms of uh, what we've ascribed the, the causes to each incident, and a lot of those investigations are ongoing. Um, but certainly I think uh, suffice to say, you know, too many human-caused fires for this time of year. Um, I think the biggest challenge um, that we've faced, while these fires have uh, overwhelmingly been human-caused, um, has been has been the weather uh, and certainly uh, and certainly the wind. Um, obviously, the the situation we saw two weeks ago in the Peace Region uh, two Mondays ago, uh, with that uh, you know that incredibly uh, intense windstorm that that uh, caused uh, so many uh, fires to grow so quickly and aggressively in that region. The wind that we've seen continued in the Peace since then, uh, and certainly uh, by all appearances, what occurred in Fort McMurray yesterday was also very much a wind-driven incident. So. Um, while the uh, while the uh, the ignitions themselves uh, unfortunately have been due to a, a wide variety of human activities, the weather has certainly been our biggest challenge. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from Greg Rasmussen from CBC Radio. Please go ahead, Greg. Hi, I'm just wondering about um, given that things have happened so early. Um, if you're fully staffed at this point, or are some of the crews still in training, uh, what's the staffing picture look like? Yeah, thanks, Greg. We aren't uh, at full capacity just yet. Um, <clears throat> we do have, uh, you know, a largely seasonal workforce, so there is definitely some turnover there. Um, to uh, to fill the vacancies in our firefighter ranks, which is usually about 20% year over year, um, we do uh, conduct three uh, new recruit boot camps. Uh, they're about uh, eight to nine days long each. They take place at our provincial wildfire training center in Merritt. So the final and third boot camp wraps up uh, later this week. Uh, so at that point, we will have um, brought ourselves back up to full capacity. So as of next Monday, we'll be we'll be uh, kind of at uh, at full strength. Um, we do have when we are uh, at at full capacity, we've got over a thousand uh, Type One firefighters uh, directly employed by the Wildfire Service, and then we can call we can call on um, uh, you know thousands of additional contract firefighters as well uh, from the contract community, uh, or if necessary, uh, out of province resources through that same. Uh, CIFC mechanism that I mentioned before that's being utilized by Alberta right now. But uh, but um, is my understanding incorrect in that like Alberta's asked, but you don't have anybody to provide in terms of actual firefighters? There was a, a request made nationally yesterday morning through Alberta uh, for some uh, sort of for some firefighting support uh, that was filled by uh, by Ontario in terms of the personnel. And as I mentioned before, we were able to contribute some equipment. In terms of our fire crews right now, they are fully engaged across the province. Um, if additional requests come from Alberta, we're going to take a look and, and reassess our needs here and see if there's anything we can do. But at this point, our fire crews are, are fully engaged right now. And, and sorry, but did you say how many are in that third boot camp? Uh, each boot camp is about 80, uh, uh, 70 to 80 attendees at each camp. 
Right. Okay. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from Gemma Kirsten Smith from the KN Press. Please go ahead, Gemma. Hi there. I'm uh, wondering, Ian, if you can tell us how many people are under the evacuation alert or how many residences it uh, uh, covers. Um, I'm going to have to do a quick mental math here, but it's approximately 200 and, sorry, 315 residences. 315 residences? And those are all alerts, correct, not orders? Correct. Okay. Uh, One more question for uh, either of you. Do we know if uh, any structures have been uh, affected by the fires? Uh, not uh, not that I'm aware of in terms of some of the current incidents we're looking at. Um, obviously, given that we have evacuation alerts in place, you know, there is, a, there is a bit of a threat there that we're obviously going to be monitoring closely. I know particularly with the Siphon Creek fire and, and some of the other larger incidents, uh, structural protection is our, our main concern right now, uh, and that's uh, the big priority for what our crews are doing on the ground. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The next question is from... Mike Carter from Dawson Creek. Uh, Mir, I apologize, this was cut off. Mike, would you be able to state that? Yes, the, the Dawson Creek Mir newspaper. Uh, go ahead. Yes, hi. Uh, so uh, I was wondering if you could sort of, uh, either of you could sort of refine the picture of the the, re- the, the type of resources uh, that are being used in the piece right now. You mentioned you're focusing on that and you were bringing in uh, resources from other parts of the province to, to fight the fire. Could you just sort of uh, expand on that? Yeah, certainly. So it's um, obviously firefighting crews, uh, first and foremost, uh, are what we're bringing in right now. Uh, Supporting them, uh, we do have multiple air tanker groups that we have brought online, uh, working for the most part out of Fort St. John and Prince George. Uh, So that's various configurations of air tankers, and they've certainly been quite active over the last few days uh, on a number of these fires. Uh, Helicopter support as well, both in terms of movement of crews uh, in and around fires and also using those helicopters to to deliver water directly to the fire as well. Uh, heavy equipment, uh, especially on some of these larger fires, heavy equipment's a, a pretty key uh, tool that we use to uh, to build fire guards uh, kind of in the fire's path to remove the fuel so it, uh, it can't grow any further. Uh, we are also, given the fact that so many of these fires, uh, particularly the the ones with evacuation alerts, um, are posing a potential threat to communities. We're working very closely with the Office of the Fire Commissioner uh, to bring in structural protection units, which are essentially uh, very advanced sprinkler systems that we set up on and around structures to uh, obviously wet the area down, but also create a bit of a bubble of humidity uh, around those structures so that if we do have uh, a wind-driven fire that's creating sparks and embers, things like that, um, they're less likely to uh, to reach the structure and uh, and, and cause a fire there. Um, and that would sum up the, the wildfire resources. There's there's likely other resources being brought in in terms of uh, other forms of aid, um, but uh, I can't really speak to those. Are any uh, private contract uh, firefighting operations or outfits rather uh, being used in the in the piece right now? And if so, which uh, what are they? Where are they from? You know, uh, they, they certainly are right now, uh, but I, I would have you contact the Prince George Fire Center to get an idea of what incidents they're on and how many there might be. But, yeah, certainly we are involving the contract community as much as possible. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And I'm seeing like body here again. I'm just going to uh, correct. I added them up uh, more precisely, and it's 325 residences are affected or by the alerts. Uh, there is a further question. Uh, actually, it's a follow-up from uh, Mike Carter from the Dawson Creek Mirror. Please go ahead, Mike. 
Uh, yes, uh, I just missed the, you refined the number of residents affected by the EVAC alerts. I just missed that number. If I was wondering if you could restate that. It's, uh, it's Ian Lightbody here from Emergency Management BC again. It's uh, 325. Okay, thank you. And thank just you. to reemphasize that, Mike, that's 325 residences, not 325 people. Correct, yeah. Okay, great. Fantastic. Okay, well, uh, thank you again for calling in. Um, we, we haven't yet uh, hammered out uh, where our schedule is going to be going forward, but uh, certainly we're going to do everything we can to, to get information to you. I know this format certainly works well for us, so uh, for the next call, uh, whenever that might be, we'll make sure the uh, media availability is out and, uh, and folks are aware of it. Uh, beyond that, like I said, don't hesitate to give us a shout uh, if you have any further needs, and I hope everyone has a great day.